This podcast episode is sponsored by the Catapult Caribbean Artist Showcase Grant, made possible by the American Friends of Jamaica, Fresh Milk Barbados, and Kingston Creative. Thank you. Expressing oneself is an important key to life. Expression not only allows the artist's talent and skill to set flow, but it can also tell a story to a viewer. Neil J. Morris, a native artist of Bermuda, has embraced his artistic passion, which is his drive to continue his journey in art. Art has always been a part of me, he says. It's like breathing to me, second nature. From a tender age, Neil J. always carried a notebook and pencil case around with him, just in case an idea sparked in his head. After watching so many cartoons and drawing them, tracing them, Neil J. branched out to creating his own characters. As he went through middle school and high school, his passion for art and creating grew. He attended Bermuda College, graduating with an associate's in art and design. Neil J. Morris has shown his artwork in local art galleries such as Masterworks and BSOA. He also showcases his artwork in exhibitions that he curates on island. What's special about his exhibitions is that he wears the hat of many different roles. He's curator, he's artist, he's visual director, and sometimes he's even designer. At his exhibitions, which many locals look forward to, he not only understands them to be viewers, but also participants of an experience that he provides for them. This is how his art showcases turn into performance rather than just paintings on a wall. Some of his showcases include abstractuality, Trossi Ephil, which is art is life backwards. This show was a collaborative showcase that featured five other local artists. The show was used as exposure for artists, but he also wanted to show the community that we as creatives can come together, work together, and celebrate each other's works, accomplishments, and creativity. After hosting two local showcases, Neil J continued to create and put on twists to his solo showcases by including models and presenting them to the crowd. He shares that while on his journey, he will continue to express his emotions in his art, the good and the bad. With his artwork, he hopes to inspire future generations looking to start their creative journeys. If you would like to connect with Neil J, you can find him on Instagram at Neil J the Artist. Good morning, Neil J. Welcome to the Artifacts Podcast. We're super excited to have you on with us. Thank you so, so much for being here. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, it's a pleasure to finally have Neil J, the artist, joining us in conversation. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, you know, you're a fabulous artist, and, you know, you've been doing this for a while, but I'm really interested in artist origin stories, and so... I guess I just wanted to have you start off by talking a little bit about what your experience was like growing up in Bermuda. Okay, so from young age, like literally, my parents would tell you, my family would tell you, anybody who saw me as a little boy, I always carried around like a notebook and sketchbook. It was like a natural thing for me to do. Whether mm -hmm. I was going to church, school, um, over a friend's house, like, I would have my sketchbook, like, with me, a little small one. And I literally used to be talking and playing, and I'll take time out to just draw or whatnot. And I was doing that. I still do it to this day. Like, no matter where I go, I always take, like, a little notebook or something right. with me just in case. So in school, I was really getting into because everybody was saying what they wanted to be, and I felt like I was the old boy because I used to want to be a veterinarian. Mm, but my art took over and I started seeing like graphic design and I got into graphic design. Um, I went through Bermuda College in the art and design program and also I went to SCARE, Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta. Um, but due to some circumstances going on back in Bermuda, I had to come back. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what I was going to do because I was just wallowing in my emotions of being back in Bermuda. And I'm like, okay, I can't really get a job. And the crazy part about it, I came back during the recession or just before the recession in America, which affected us because by then American um, international business had taken over in Bermuda right, and knocked right. tourism out of the way. So I, it was kind of hard to find a full-time job. So I started to, 
just paint again. So mm-hmm. um, I was in the Charmin Prize. Of course, I didn't place. Um, I wouldn't say of course, but there were other artists and other um, creatives that were in the showcase that, you know, were favored a little bit more than me. But mm-hmm. they loved my piece so much that they invited me to do a showcase in the Hermes Cafe. So that's on my showcase side. You know, came around my art curating right. came around, but I kept painting because I continued to gather all these ideas and I was, you know, playing with different skill sets and techniques, and I just kept developing. I kept challenging myself, and to this day, twenty twenty, I've hit my sixth showcase, wow, which was that's Daybreak. Amazing. That's fantastic! Yes. Oh, that's yes, incredible! Um, so I just wanted to ask you, you know, you just given us a brief synopsis of you know the trajectory of your artwork but at what point did you in your journey know that you wanted to be an artist like definitively like because I remember you were saying that you um would always carry a sketchbook around so did you always know that you wanted to be an artist I know you said you wanted you were thinking about being a veterinarian so at what point did you make the decision to actually be an artist um, I would say it was in high school, actually, because even though I was carrying it around when I was younger, it was just like something I really, really liked to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I said I was going to do. Um, so I just kind of played with that. And I still stuck to the whole veterinarian thing until I got to high school. And I was in my graphic design classes and, you know, about S2, S3. Um, I was basically just like, you know what, I think this is what I want to do because I didn't want to be a doctor or a firefighter or a policeman or anything like that. That's the usual right. <laughs> career that, you know, us in elementary school chase after, but then getting older, people were just like, oh, they want to be actuaries. They want to be lawyers and stuff like that. And I have lawyers in my family and not to knock anybody being a lawyer, but it's just not my thing. Right. And I realized that I was really creative. I always wanted to do something artistic so that's when you know graphic design kicked in i never thought that i was gonna you know spring spring into painting like right. this right yeah that's amazing so when you went to bermuda college did you study graphic design at bermuda college i went the yes because that was the only art and design program but oh uh, really i, I didn't like, realize I, that yeah So I only, I only got into like my graphic design classes within my second year, Mm -hmm. but I was doing other subjects, well, not other subjects, but other um, areas of art. So of course we had to do art history. We were doing paintings. um, They had life drawing and other classes pertaining to the arts. Right. So I'm just like, Wow okay, am I, am I really going to be a graphic designer? I think I can because I could go away to school afterwards. Mm-hmm. And while I was at Bermuda College, like, I was introduced to my painting class and literally my teacher thought it was so funny of my technique because I used to take the paint, put it in the water, and then just dab it on my, on my canvas. Like, I used, to, I used to put paint on the brush, but then I used to dip my paint in the water and just dab it on the canvas I didn't know how to do my paint strokes or really like finesse the paint on the canvas (laughs) and people were looking at me in my class at Ben School with me they were like you would have thought you would have known how to paint like it's pretty simple you know you've been drawing all your life you've been artistic all your life but a lot of people don't understand that there is there are different things that you have to accomplish as an artist and you have to learn and master Yes, absolutely. And, it's really interesting to hear about your your journey, your early journey, because I, I think it's so fascinating how people become artists because, you know, it's never like this, like straight path. And so never is not. Yeah, I think it's really um, special to hear about your early beginnings with it. I did want to ask you, because there are so many things that we are usually pushed to pursue in Bermuda, like you were mentioning, you know, people go into actuary science and um, go into law and all different kinds of other things, finance in Bermuda. I wanted to ask you specifically, like, why art? Well, when I was younger, a lot of people 
don't know this about me or they don't believe this about me, but I was very shy. Mm-hmm. I'm very quiet. Um, I didn't have high self-esteem. I had like low self-esteem. So every time I went through something, I internalized it. Right. I used to internalize it and it just used to build up or whatnot. And once, and believe it or not, once I got to, I would say for me to college, like finishing going to scared, mm-hmm. I was learning to channel, I was learning to channel everything that I internalized because, you know, I went through middle school, I used to fight, I used to fight. <laughs> and, used to be, <laughs> and then in high school, like I saw myself going through a progression and I would say it had to do with different things, um, like age, of course. I was maturing a whole lot earlier too. Mm-hmm. So I went through middle school fighting, high school, going backwards and forth with people, you know. And then on top of that, in Bermuda College, I was just like, you know what, I need to find another way to right. channel everything that I'm dealing with. And of course, art became that avenue. Mm-hmm. So I started to explore it more because um, Mr. Smith and Ms. Flannery were my teachers at Bermuda College. Right. So they taught me a lot and a lot of the things Mr. Smith taught me had it's really stuck with me since then. And I've learned more about art than just, you know, painting something good on a canvas or painting something good on a piece of paper or drawing it. Um it's expression for me. Yeah. You know, it tells a story. It's something where you can leave it up to the viewer's interpretation and it it also encourages conversation and communication Mm -hmm. because for me painting it communicates something to someone people can relate people can differentiate if they want to people can actually appreciate it and tell you themselves without you having to give them a full description of what the picture's about you let them visualize and actually get into their own head and think and then tell you what they think this is yeah absolutely so for me it's just never been like a right or wrong it's always you know what is your view what is your interpretation Mm -hmm. so that's what I do with my artwork now right that's fantastic so art is definitely I would say closely aligned with you know you and your purpose like your life's purpose Mm -hmm. you would say yes yeah so it's amazing so what are some of the themes that you are exploring in your paintings um so I'm, I would say I'm more of a feminist artist because a lot of my subject matter has been around women because mm-hmm. I feel like women, they are artistic creatures, like from their physique to the way that they carry themselves, the way that they move, even their stories that they tell, it, it's like it paints a picture right. and it's something that I take and I, I depict it in my own hair because with me, I'm not one who wants to paint something that already exists. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the reasons why I'm not big on portraiture because it already exists. The person's right in front of me. No, if I can do some things to like change it and make it my own style, but still resonate to you, then I'll do that. So from then people were just like, Oh, you always draw women. And I've developed my story of why, but I'm also branching out because with, um daybreak and also last year i did a show called no name no title Mm -hmm. because i didn't want you focus on the title and the theme i wanted you to focus on the work right and it was a mixture of like men and women within there um but now i want to push myself a little bit more to start painting other things like things way out that you wouldn't even think but you're just like wow this looks so good because landscapes and beaches and stuff like that is so for me it's generic and it's been repeated so many times like with an artist I want to go into the head and be like okay this is what you're thinking because I want people to do the same thing with me Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm limiting myself but yes I do have you know the feminist way of painting women right so that would be one of my main subjects yes absolutely and I'm excited to see what you have in store um you know I think it's really special when people start somewhere and then you know you follow an artist during a period of time and you see like the natural progression and the evolution of that artist so I'm really excited to see what you have in store next so I'm wishing you all the best with that um thank you. you 
Of course. Um, you recently launched a podcast, which is fantastic, yes. called Talking to the Mic. Yes. Can you share a little bit about what the podcast is about? So the podcast is like a be yourself platform. Um, I haven't released any new episodes yet because I was working on the showcase and it kept kept getting rescheduled. But um, I just wanted to talk about different social things because I feel like we already have the um, the on the radio waves we have the political talks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then other radio stations and stuff and podcasts they talk about things that so generic and maybe I would jump into some generic topics but I feel like for me I have points of views that you wouldn't necessarily hear from a man's perspective because mm-hmm. you know society has painted a man to be this way and that way and da 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 and you know women sometimes have a perspective of certain males they don't think that males um exist that have different viewpoints and can understand their perspectives and a lot of guys feel like either you have to be really macho to just say, wow, I never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Because some of the topics I've talked about, I've basically shown it from, you know, a different standpoint when it comes to gender. But right. even pulling it back to, you know, changing the way that you approach somebody, because I had an episode called First Hand Experience. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about like the first date, um, the do's and don'ts, and how do you approach somebody? Right. And you learn, you learn a lot. Like I really did not know that a lot of men in 2020 or even just before 2020, they have been the approachee, not the approacher. And that's so I've true. Always, it's true. <laughs> which I thought that, you know, Bermudian men, I wouldn't say they're like really aggressive because I've seen aggressive, but they are really, some of them can be really persistent. I've seen that more often. I haven't seen where the girls have gone after the guy and said, oh, I want to take you on a date. Oh, I want to do this for you. I want to do that for you. So to her that, it was really enlightening to me. So mm, I feel right. like the podcast is a, learn, is a, like I said, a BSL platform, but it's also a learning platform, you know, within the social life, when it comes to dating, when it comes to sex, relationships, interactions, friendships. You know, I even want to dig deeper into certain things like, you know, mental health and, you know, how it resonates with certain things because you still have to make sure that your listeners and your viewers are good. Because I also um, have my Instagram live going and my Facebook live going as well um, while I'm recording. So that way you can see the interaction and you can actually feel it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure, like you know, everybody's good, everybody's enjoying it. I know I've been missing an action, but there is a good reason for that. Right, you and had your showcase. Yeah, I have my showcase finally. So I will be picking talking to the mic back up and getting started again. Well, that's amazing, and I think it's so necessary that we have a platform, an alternative platform, like where you're presenting ideas from a different perspective. Because I think, like, oftentimes mm-hmm. we get so kind of, like, consumed with, like, this one way of thinking. Like, everybody's just supposed to fit in this, like, one box. And so I think mm-hmm. it's amazing that you've offered a platform where people can hear things from, um, you know, a varying perspective and also inviting other people on the show to talk about some of these things. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. like, you never knew about... um you never knew about what women experience in Bermuda. Obviously, you wouldn't because you're a male. So having these kinds of conversations kind of opens up the scope for understanding. And I I think also tolerance to to be able to, you know, be able to maneuver better socially because... Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing that. And I'm wishing you all the best at that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so I did want to um, transition a little bit in... Um, have you speak about like your experience in Bermuda in terms of, you know, making artwork um, because it is very, very tough and expensive mm-hmm. to be an artist in Bermuda. And so as an artist based on Ireland, like what resources would you like to see that would be amazing for artists to be able to have and use to aid the creative process in Bermuda? Um, we, for one, I've always felt we've needed a creative academy in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that because nowadays you have more people or you have more um, young women and young men who want to branch out into art and don't know which way to go. 
you have some who they just don't fit into the whole scheme of a regular job or a regular career and mm-hmm. I've always felt like I'm one of those people because if I work in corporate I can't really sit still too long I can't sit in front of a computer all day right. now is it am I able to do it if I have to sure but for me in my head I'm just like okay I need to get up and walk like right. I need to get up and do something <laughs> yes. and then even because I work in hospitality right now um, always being on my feet, always going, it's like I barely have a chance to just sit down and relax and just let my mind unwind. Mm-hmm. So I need somewhere in between. So I feel like I have I have to kind of find that balance. So I think that in Bermuda, we need to have like a creative academy. We need to have like um, an area or somewhere where we can have different art studios yeah. where, you know, people artists can go or even creators because it doesn't necessarily have to just be painted in and sculpting or drawing yes. it mm-hmm. can also reach out to like you know singers who want to get together and have a little jam session or band members who want to get together or different people who just want to collaborate on certain things and be able to sit down and talk um bungalow was at a good start for that where it was like an artist cafe mm-hmm. and i think we need more spaces like that we need more more working spaces we need to have more workshops which i actually want to um i want to look into and actually start as well because yes a lot of people always want to dig into my head and see like you know and they ask me why are you so talented mm-hmm. and for me it's just i have a story i have a journey that I had to take and I don't want to look at it as like it was mine I can't tell you this I can't tell you that I want you to come after me and follow that so that way the same way I'm going through my journey and I'm finding ways to be successful I want other people behind me to do the same thing Mm -hmm. I want people young creatives to realize that you don't have to always be stuck in a generic field in Bermuda because you know Bermuda has been labeled as a dream killing island and it's also been said that art is dead, which I totally disagree with that. Same. Totally disagree. I totally disagree. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, it's only a dream killing island if you allow it to. Mm-hmm. You just have to dig deep within yourself and really pull that passion out and just keep going and finding avenues to be like, hey, what can I do to impact people? What can I do to impact my viewers? What can I do to inspire other people? Yeah. I've had to go through it. I'm still going through it and, you know, I'm just gaining more respect as I go and gaining more support and love as I go. Mm -hmm. And I want other artists to see the same thing. But we also, as a society, need to realize that without creatives, everything's going to be so bland, black and white. Everything stops. Everything stops. Yeah, the the whole world stops because they don't realize, like, art is everywhere. Like, it doesn't have to be a painting on the wall. I, I tell people all the time, do you not realize that a flyer, business cards, postcards, menus, everything like that in a restaurant or even in offices or when you go to certain places, like things that communicate information are decorated yes. a certain way to capture your eye. That is art. Yes. That everything is around us is all yep. Yes, I'm trying to I'm trying to be one of the people who show society that art is more than just a pretty picture it's communication Mm -hmm. it's expression it's all these things wrapped in one yes so yeah to that because that's a word (laughs) (laughs) that is absolutely a word and it's it's nice to to hear that from you as an artist because you know a lot of times you know i think as artists like what in our studios is just kind of like a solitary thing you know, we mm-hmm. rarely have opportunities for connectivity. And so for me, like hearing this from you, because I'm I'm thinking some of the same things. So it's it's got me feeling really good that you know <laughs> there are other people who are thinking the same kinds of things as me. And you know, we can connect and you know feel like we're in agreement on certain things. And so mm-hmm. with that being said, you know, let's make moves because we need yeah. we need to do some of these things one island in Bermuda like um you know that was part of the reason why I wanted to create this podcast was to be able to bring you know people together to be able to share their story to have conversations Mm -hmm. about creative process and stuff like that because I think you know when we when we have 
connectivity, we have seeds, then we have, you know, ideas, then we have action, like it just grows and grows and grows from there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's amazing that you want to reach back and bring up younger people with you as well, because I think it's so necessary. I think our younger yeah. people need to know that they can too. So they need to because we have a lot of we have a lot of creative youngins in Bermuda and the amount of parents that actually stop me and they're just like you know when can my child come spend some time with you and just you know do their art because they're interested in drawing they're interested in painting mm -hmm. so you know there's avenues that it's also helping to build me as a person yes. and show me that hey maybe I need to you know take a step back and realize hey I should do this as a career, you know, because I've always thought about um, becoming like an art teacher yes. or something. I just never knew the capacity because when I wasn't scared, I wanted to um, be like an art therapist. Mm -hmm. But just to be in school for so long and you still have to go through um, an extensive amount of time in school, I'm just like, do I really have the patience to stay in school that <laughs> right. long? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So it's just like, you know. Yeah. So teaching is a good way, I definitely think, to reach um, students and even mentorship too. Um, like mm -hmm. you were saying, like um, someone's parent had come to you and saying, you know, when can you spend time with my child? Like even like one-on-one -on -one sessions like that could like really change someone's life. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that would be really fantastic if you would be able to do that. It's amazing. Yeah, that avenue will stay open, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so you mentioned your art showcase a couple of times. So I definitely want to ask you about that. Um, I know you said mm -hmm. that you're still on a high about it. Um, can you share with us um, what the experience was like for you, like opening night? Mm, it was actually pretty common until I started seeing people show up to the showcase. Right. Like literally I was calm. I was okay. I did mention once or twice to some of the people who were participating that showed up early that, you know, I'm a little bit anxious. And they was just like, why? You've been doing this for so long. This isn't your first one. And I'm just like, if they, I'm sure they do understand it, but I'm like, if you understood the depth of every time you put on a showcase, mm -hmm. you're always hoping that everything goes well because something can always go wrong or some things can always go wrong and just you know, deplete the whole thing and just right. make you want to shut down, you know? So I'm not, I'm not a cocky person. I'm not an arrogant person or whatnot. I always hope for the best, but you always have to be prepared for the worst. Mm -hmm. I've always learned that, right? you know? And I, of course, I try to be more positive and just lean towards everything, pulling off the way that I wanted to or pulling off close to the way that I wanted to. But at the same time, you always have to be prepared to handle the worst. Yes. And, you know, this this showcase was a really heavy one. This one was a heavy one. <laughs> really? What, well, what were some of the themes that you were exploring in the show? So I took a roller coaster ride putting this showcase together because um, last year I actually lost my father figure. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, seeing him go from good health and the crazy thing about it, he took sick the weekend right after my birthday. So my birthday was on the Saturday and I had my art showcase, no name, no title on the Friday, he attended. Mm -hmm. And then um, the Saturday, I didn't see him. The Sunday he was working, I went to his job, me and my right. friends, cause we went brunch. Literally, I didn't know that something went wrong on the Monday. I didn't find out until Wednesday that he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. But we had to fly out on the Thursday um, they did all they could and we brought him back here. He passed away in April and literally I went through a state of depression Right. and I just, I didn't do any artwork. I wasn't creating, I wasn't writing. Like I was working when I came back from Boston, I literally had a job lined up for me and I just went straight into work. That's all I was doing, working, hanging out with friends afterwards and coming home blacking out. Mm -hmm. So in October, I had, um, I wouldn't say an epiphany, but it was just like, you know, I had a moment where I was dreaming and I woke up and all of, all I could see was his face. And I literally just broke down crying. And after that, you know, it was just like, uh, 
resurrection. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. I started painting again. And right. I was just like, I need to do something to commemorate this. So I started painting all these pieces. And then I came up with the title Daybreak. So I was just like, you know, this this was a daybreak for me, but I wasn't out of the knack of the woods because I still had to go back and tell the story and the wounds right. were still fresh. So to basically go back and dig for inspiration in those hurtful places, it, babes, it took <laughs> a lot out of me. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I, there I'm sure. are some people who have bought some of these paintings, they have like tears on these canvases like permanent tears on these canvases like of course you can't see it but it's just like from the music I was playing while I was creating to just sitting there over these paintings just not only dropping my tears into this I dropped my emotion into like every painting because I was telling the story Mm -hmm. so when I I initially was supposed to have to showcase April 25th right but then COVID happened in March so that basically knocked it out and it kind of knocked the wind out of my sails but I said I'm gonna still go September 13th came and then the hurricane came the same day so I had to reschedule it and um I said you know what I was gonna do it the next week but I said no push it back to October because I feel like you're gonna you know be out of the way of the hurricanes and you know because every year every year is always something when the kids go back to school is always a hurricane or something happens so I pushed it to October, and that was the time to release the showcase. Mm-hmm. That was the time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it's incredible, like, how our darkest moments bring, like, the best work out of us. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, like, yeah. some some real, like, I don't know, like, real in-spirit kind of inspiration. I don't know. It's, it's incredible. And so it's unfortunate, you know, and my condolences for the loss of your father figure um but i also think for him like showing up for you and your dream like that was definitely him communicating to you like no you gotta get back into it you know Mm -hmm. and that's been a while yeah yeah absolutely that's what i told the audience because um you know i and i even told him if he was alive he i wouldn't have stopped i wouldn't Mm -hmm. have stopped and he wouldn't allow me to So why in his passing would I stop my artwork? So I just, I just kept going. I just kept going. Oh, that's amazing. Well, congratulations on this show. You have another one, six on the about. Thank you. Yes. That's fantastic. So I know that usually in your showcases, like sometimes it's not just artwork. Um, I know sometimes Mm -hmm. you also do like, um, you know, like fashion show or like other things that, that become like an experience for people where it's not just mm-hmm. the artwork. So um, can you talk a little bit about the creative process behind creating the experience of your art showcases? Well, for one, it's just that we always have showcases um, where the art is just on the wall and everybody comes to view it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have BSOA, we have masterworks for that. So it's just like, <clears throat> what can I do different as an artist? Right. And I know people like to go to different events and have an experience. So it's just like, I, I really sat and thought about it. Um, my first one actually doing that was Naked Canvas. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I had at the Grand. And I was just like, you know, why not incorporate, um, you know, models and fashion in that? Because you don't want people to just look at you oh how are you going to present this so it also helped me bring on a theme as well and you know the the creative process behind it like it was it wasn't I wouldn't say challenging but it wasn't easy in the beginning to just sit up and say okay this is what I'm gonna do Mm-hmm. you know because even you have to go up against like the fashion industry as well because you have a lot of local artists and you're clashing with the schedules if you want them to do a collection or whatnot so right. I've left it to my models to give them a theme or give them a color scheme and be able to pull out from the closet what they may have and I know mainly I've had girls mostly girls in my showcases and I know girls love to shop yeah. So I'm just like, this gives this gives girls a reason to say, you know what, I'm going to order something. I'm going to go town and buy something or wherever they shop to get something and to dress up and feel pretty, feel extra mm-hmm. pretty. Because, you know, I don't go looking for the prettiest girls and stuff like that. 
you know, I have friends who are in the modeling industry and I have some friends who have never modeled in their life, but right. I feel like they have the, they have that mm, to go ahead and do it. So, you know, and then sitting down, having to do the paintings and plan the show, it's taking on two rows at once. Mm-hmm. So what I do now, cause before I've actually planned a whole show and then I did the collection. And when I tell you it's so much work and so yes. much pressure Yes. I'm just like, okay, I have to. And for me, when it comes to art, I'm not a fast painter. So mm-hmm. I can't work under pressure like that. Right. So what I did for a showcase, I swapped it. So I did the collection first, and then I did the production. Because what it does, it lets you finish the collection, you can focus on the production. And you can say, okay, I need this time to practice with my models. I need this amount of time to get it out there to the public. Right. I need this sort of response. So it's certain elements that you need um, before actually launching the showcase. Mm-hmm. You also have to think of a day that works for everybody. You have to kind of do like a consensus. You have to see when everybody will be available, what they prefer, what not. And sometimes you have to go against the grain. Yeah. If some people say that they can do Friday and you want to do a Saturday because, you know, you got to work Friday and getting off this time, you got to race around, you know, you could do the Saturday. And mm-hmm. you're going to, you may lose some people, but you will always gain more people. Right. Because even with Daybreak, I decided to do it on a Sunday because, you know, it's a nice evening vibe. It's something easy. You know, you could come a little bit early, enjoy the showcase, have a couple of drinks if you want, have mm-hmm. some nibbles, and then you can go home and get ready for work the next day. Um, but I got a, a bigger response than I expected, even though on September 13th, it would have been a little hard for people because kids were supposed to go back to school the next day. Right. So that was a clash. So it actually and I didn't worked out that. then. The, the new date yes. worked out for you. Yeah. Yes, it did. Because the kids were already settled back in school. They had their regiment going. Um, mm-hmm. Parents wanted to get out and, you know, enjoy it. And some people that came to the showcase, because they were single, they didn't... Um, they don't have kids and they don't have a spouse. And some people, they did have spouses or girlfriends as, or boyfriends and said, hey, this will be a nice place to, you know, go on a little date and enjoy right. a show and a date. Oh, that's you amazing. So, that's so nice. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, so the creative process behind it really takes a lot. And it's, it takes way more than just doing a collection and then saying, hey, I want to showcase it, you know, on the walls at this space. Like, and it pushes you, it challenges you, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that adrenaline. I like that drive. And it always fuels me to think, okay, what am I gonna do next to make the next experience a little bit different, but a little bit more than the last one? Right. Absolutely. And yeah. then in that way, like people start to look forward to your art showcases because they know, like, oh wow, I had a great experience at this one. I'm definitely getting tickets mm-hmm. for the next one. That's awesome. Definitely. Yes, you had mentioned too, which I thought was a real good point um, in that, you know, when we're putting on art showcases and stuff like that to think outside the box and not just like how it's displayed, but also the experience Mm -hmm. of the audience that's coming in because art is an experience. And so I think it's really Mm -hmm. cool that you've been able to kind of like step into other like task management roles. Um, art curation mm-hmm. roles, you know, even managerial role where you're able to direct people and, you know, you need to be her or you you be her, help me with this. Like, it's, it's imp- so important for us as artists to be able to get these different kinds of skill sets. Because I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we're working with galleries and stuff like that, you know, we want to be able to, in some way, shape or form, like direct how we want things to go as opposed to like a gallery or somewhere telling us how our work is going to How to do it, yes. yes. Absolutely, so that's awesome. Kudos to you for that. That's amazing. Um, so I, I do want to ask you, like, who are some of the artists, both locally and internationally, that you vibe with locally and internationally, some artists that you, you know, admire? So I've seen some on Instagram, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, some of them I can't remember the name is one um, BK the artist I believe I'm gonna have to check oh, his Instagram him. but yeah it is that yes. he's like based in Brooklyn yes. right yeah yes he he has some amazing artwork 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a girl named Brianne. Um, I think is God taught artist, and then is the artist Rhea. Those mm-hmm. are my main three on Instagram that I really love. And then there's a new one. His name is Dwayne, I believe. I want to say it's Dwayne James. I'll have to get back. But mm-hmm. um, my cousin, she sent me this hot, hot photo of like this woman. And she she looks like she's pulling up her bikini straps on the side. Mm-hmm. But the outfit that she have, has on is basically like a broken violin. Oh wow! And that's it cool. looks amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send it to you so you can really see it. And yes, please. I was just I was blown away. I was blown away. But locally in Bermuda, I have a plethora of like artist connections and artist friends. Like you know, my cousin and I were really really tight. Um, Carlos and Tana. Yes. We're really really tight. Um, we uh, we've actually vibed so well to the point where when he was at his old house. He used to have, we used to have art nights. So literally, oh, so I'll cool. pack up all my stuff. And yeah, and I used to give his house. Um, we used to paint in the garage. He had the music playing. You know, sometimes we would just be so focused and work that we don't pay attention to nothing. Like, we'll talk to each other, have the mm-hmm. music blurring in the background a little bit. And then other nights, you know, have a couple of drinks, play a couple games, and then it'll be like, okay, I'm inspired. Let's do something. Right. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm also... I'm also tight with Calix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another. Here's a different artist because Calix I met in Bermuda College, yes. and he was the guy that used to come in and sat in the corner or whatnot. He didn't really speak too much, but when you actually spoke and listened to him, he was very political. He, listen, his vocabulary is so I like know. it's extensive. <laughs> yes. It's extensive. So sometimes he makes me. He makes me feel dumb because I'm just like, I've never heard this word. I don't know what this word means. So <laughs> I got, we developed a friendship where I can be like, well, what does that mean? You know, or sometimes I try right. to understand the gist of what he's saying. But to see his work, his work was amazing. And now it's just like, he's taking a more revolutionary um, role mm-hmm. with his art. And I, I love that. He's very defiant. And I like, yeah, you know, defiance. Too. I love that. And with... And also, and this isn't to score any extra points or anything like that, but you have always been an artist that I've watched when you oh, started in Bermuda. You. I appreciate you. And you grew. Thank you. You're welcome. And to basically, like, see you go from Bermuda, you know, to another place and still, like, grow, that's something that I want to do because I feel like my story isn't just meant to be told in Bermuda and showcased right. in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not the one. Um, it's Nashan Hollis, Shana Hollis, you know, brother and sister duo. Yes. Um, Davika as well. There are some artists out there that I was really close with, but they stopped painting, and I've always tried to be, like, a push behind them. Mm, and to get back into like, it, right. To get back into it. But some people, they just don't find that light anymore. And another special person that I know, um, he's doing really well with his drawings. And, you know, he struggled with trying to balance out, you know, his home life because he got married, he has two kids, he's working. But he's now starting to find the balance of still doing his artwork, and that's um, Trent Daniels. Mm, so yes, oh my I've, goodness, he's an amazing yes. artist. Amazing artist. Listen, yes. Listen, the amount of detail in his work, like people have said, I have detail in my work, but looking at his, like a lot of you guys have so much detail in your work. You have so much patience. I'm trying to get to that level of patience because <laughs> I know painting for me could be a really tranquil thing. It can really calm me. Yes. But seeing the detail in you lost work, it's just like wow. I need that extra oomph of patience to just sit there and just go in and do all the extra, you know, fine-tuning right. in my paintings to just get that extra level of, you know, art on mm. canvas. Amazing, amazing. Love Carlos's work. Shana. Nashan is also super, super talented. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been, he's been doing artwork since he was young. Like, he I remember, was young. I, yeah, like, I remember seeing him in newspapers, like, when I was in high school, like, as one. Like, he was yeah. cool with oil painting back then, like, super amazing. He was the, I think he was one of the youngest artists I had ever seen. I think he was, was it, like, 13? 
mm-hmm. maybe younger than that. Yeah. It was younger than that. And to see the work that he painted and his still got that same level of, you know, creativity and detail. And I, I'm just like, it's, it's amazing like yeah. to just see people develop and still just shoot for higher heights. It's, it's wow. Yeah. It inspires and, me. Yeah, super, <laughs> super me. inspiring, y'all. So just like keep going. And you had mentioned, you know, some people that you know have stopped making work and, you know, it's unfortunate when people do stop. I think at some points in our lives, we do need breaks. But I think mm-hmm. if you can serve as like an inspiration for people to get back into it, then that would be amazing because we need more of us. You know, it's such a small yeah. community. Um, mm-hmm. And the more, the more of us that are putting work out there, you know, that are telling our stories, you know, that are sharing our experiences and then also providing opportunities to other artists. Like it's, it's so necessary. So definitely keep going because we need you. <laughs> yes. Cause sometimes, so um, sometimes people, sometimes people, you know, you can, you can only help them so much Yeah. and they just don't find that spark anymore. Like, you know, certain things in life take over, like, work takes over they just don't have the interest no more and the best thing you can do is just with them the best and whatever they're going for in life you know and some people they have a change in heart when it comes to art you know they want to pursue something that you know would possibly make more money for them or be would be more financially stable for them Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like art can go that way for you but it's not a guarantee but i say this i say this to people and it has helped some people. There's nothing in life that's a guarantee or solid for us. Anything could flip for us yeah. at any given moment. You it's know, rather so right. it's in a positive direction or negative direction because you could look at me and you as artists and say, oh, well, art, what is art? Art really isn't going to get nowhere. And we got that major flip where we sell a painting, each of us sell it for like, two million dollars mm-hmm. and what like one opportunity court. right <laughs> yeah that one opportunity but then you could have somebody who works in the business industry and the company could file bankruptcy and you're left with nothing right or you know something can happen like you know and i don't wish bad on anybody you know but it, an accident can happen you know uh a loss in the family can happen where it can really take a toll on your mental health and you know that's why I was so grateful for you to not only um, ask about my mental health and stuff like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I don't mind sharing how I'm feeling over the air. But when you said, oh, I'm not, I'm not recording. It was just like, it was a genuine interest. Yes, and, of course. You know, <laughs> yes. and you know, people, people need that. But we also need to understand in Bermuda that we have to help each other. We need to kick over, you know, the bucket that holds us. We're labeled as cribs. You yeah. know, when they say cribs in a bucket, we need to kick that bucket over because we need to be free in whatever we do. Yes, sir. So you know, especially right. if it's stuff that inspires society, that helps build society, that brings us together because we need more unity. And I'm glad that, you know, the um, creative community here, we're trying to come together, we're banding together. I wish it could be a little bit more extensive. And yeah. I'm going to do my part to make sure I put it out there like, this is what I'm standing for. I want us to be unified. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be underneath each other, you know, 24-7 and make sure oh, you're doing what you got to do. Or, yes, you always have to be inspired when you speak, see me and talk to me or see my work or whatever. But if you do, feed off of that. Yes. Just so you can get going. We can have these um, these topics. We can, you know, be on podcast episodes like we are right now to basically inspire somebody because you know I don't know what I've said that can inspire you and there could be have things there could be things that you've asked me or said to me that mm-hmm. could inspire me yes. and next thing you know you have a showcase or I have a showcase or you decide to go out and do this that and the other or I go out and do this that and the other that can actually reach another person mm-hmm. you know so we have to be there for each other as creative in this yep. world yep i totally yep. i'm gonna snap again you're dropping bombs today you're <laughs> dropping wise today listen i didn't know i was getting to charge today well thank you listen listen i appreciate your words because it's so needed we do need to come mm-hmm. together and support one another um especially 
as young creatives, you know, like I feel like the generation that we're in is almost like bridging a gap between the real young mm-hmm. people and, you know, the ones that came before us. And, you know, now's the time. Now's the time. If we yeah. can come together and really put things out, inspire people, put events on, mentorship, you know, selling our own work and so then we can give back to our communities. Mm-hmm. Like we could really all eat. You know, we could really exactly. all do this thing. So um, that's the thing. I don't you. want nobody out there starving. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> we do not need no starving artists. We don't have to be no. starving artists. And you know, I think that that is actually a myth um, that we need mm-hmm. to dispel. And people like yes. you, people like you, who's who's all her actually doing it and doing the work and showing up and having showcase and you know actually putting in the work, like you allow us to see that this is possible like we can and we should continue in in this direction um so thank you for your work thank you for your service thank you love. i appreciate thank it <laughs> yes we're essential workers too <laughs> exactly exactly because the world would not be moving without us at all <laughs> so i want to ask you neil j before we wrap up like what's next for you and where can we find you online so, believe it or not, um, I'm actually working on an idea for number seven because um, usually after a showcase, I go blank. So, I need that right. time to rejuvenate. I need that time to catch myself. But after daybreak, like, I just got inspired to keep going. Yes. And then seeing some things on social media and what's happening, you know, in politics, I want to add to the voice that's mm-hmm. going on so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say too much because i know there will be some people listening okay and i want to keep it under wraps until it comes out yes. but i think this one is going to be impactful for what's going on in our society today um i'm also working on my brand launch so everything this i think number seven if i'm able to get to it in time mm-hmm. will be the last showcase because daybreak was supposed to be the last showcase um under neo j but um, I think if I got this little mini one going, then this will be the last one under Neil J because my brand that I'm working on, um, I just want to get that finalized, get that right. copywritten, registered, and then I'm going to have a nice brand release. Uh, that's fantastic. You know, so, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's going to be a celebration of what I've accomplished already, but it's also going to spark the flame of what I have to come in the near future because... You know, I don't have any kids right now. Um, I'm not in a relationship or married or anything like that. But I have a legacy that I want to carry on. Mm-hmm. So when I do get to that position, like, my kids will know. They would, one, they'll be, I want my kids to be set. But yeah. at the same time, I want my kids to know that 